This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. It is the last week of the school term, and that means that it's time to start getting organised for the upcoming holidays. Well, joining us on the phone this morning is our literature expert, Librarian Nicole, who has a bunch of books you might want to pick up from your local library before the holidays begin. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well. Let's start with a recommendation in the world of adult fiction. What you got for us? Well, I'm going to go with an Australian author this time. I'm going to go with The Night Letters by Denise Leith. Um, So this book was released at the end of last year and it tells the story of Dr. Sophia Rasso. She's an Australian doctor who is living in Kabul in Afghanistan. Um, And she's been over there for a few years and as both a foreigner and a woman, she's built up a strong base of support by following two simple rules. She's got to keep a low profile and keep out of local affairs. So she's admired for her abilities as a doctor, her compassion for the Afghani people. Um, However, as the book progresses, Sophia starts hearing about the kidnapping of some young boys from one of the slums where she works. And she's unwilling to stay quiet or ignore what's happening. And she attempts to find out who's behind it Mm. and put a stop to it, even though that involves upsetting some very powerful people in the city. Um, So around the same time, some threatening night letters, believed to be from the Taliban, start appearing on the doors in the square where Sophia lives. And it's causing all this angst and confusion among the residents as it becomes clear that more than one of them is harbouring a secret. So it may not be about what Sophia's doing because quite a few of them, it turns out, have secrets as well. Um, So like a lot of books these days, it's told from multiple perspectives of both Sophia and various other residents. And I really enjoyed this one. It kept me quite enthralled um, because it looks at the lives of the Afghani people both before and after the Taliban, but also before and after 9-11 when there was the intervention, obviously, of the Allied forces in Afghanistan. Um, And although addressing some dark issues, it's ultimately, I think, a story of hope for those living in a city with a quite complex and difficult history. Great. So that's The Night Letters by Denise Leith. And it sounds like it's a real uh, Australian story set abroad. Is it a thriller? Is it a drama? What kind of narrative is it? Oh, look, it is a bit of a thriller because you, you all throughout the book, you're trying to work out who out of all the different characters could be sending these night letters and what could they be about. Uh, yes. um, so there's definitely a thriller-esque um, part of it. And also Sophia's life ends up being in danger as well because she is challenging some of the authorities. Um, it's also, yeah, it, it's it's... It sums up to me, I thought it was quite brilliant looking at the whole experience of, you know, obviously expats living in these third world countries often or living, doing aid and stuff and and the kind of dangers they face while also trying to do what they really feel like they've been called to do as medical professionals. So, um, yeah, there is a little bit of romance in there as well for those who like that kind of thing. But, yeah, I'd say it's more kind of thriller, drama kind of novel. Cool. All right. What about for fans of nonfiction, Nicole? What do you got for us? Well, I've actually decided to go with a Christian non-fiction title because I am notoriously bad for buying books at Quran and then never reading them. Aren't we all? Yes. So I've gone with The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry um, by John Mark Comer. So it's how to stay emotionally healthy and spiritually alive in the chaos of the modern world. I do sometimes struggle reading non-fiction, but this one I, I... read really quickly and I think it was because I was attracted to the book because it taps into some 
some of those kind of self-help things that are quite popular in society these days, things like being better organised, minimalism, uh, mindfulness, all of that kind of stuff. But what John Mark Comer has done is taken these ideas and put them into a Christian worldview. And he's connected them with four spiritual disciplines, which really Jesus taught about. So uh, he's got silence and solitude, Sabbath, simplicity and slowing. Um, So as a good Christian, they all start with S, as you have to have. (laughs) So um, he goes through each of them. And so like silence and solitude, that connects in with like mindfulness and meditation and intentional time in the quiet to be alone with God. Um, Sabbath is obviously the 24-hour period where we stop and rest in God. Um, Simplicity is the same as minimalism. Um, So removing that excess in our lives, but he looks at it as living with less so you've got more space for God. Um, And then slowing, which I struggled the most with, I've got to say, Hmm. is deliberately choosing to place ourselves in positions where we simply have to wait and be patient. Oh, that's hard, Um, yeah. Yeah. So unlike other books I've read, what I liked about this one is in addition to the easy reading style, which kind of made it simple for me to get hooked into what he was writing about, it also has free online videos on his website and a workshop booklet, uh, which gives you practical exercises. So there's four on each topic, which you can then put into practice. He suggests trying to do one once a week. Um, So it was nice to read about concepts I'd considered before in a new way by considering how they connected to the teachings of Jesus. And I found really practical. Okay. That is John Mark Comer and his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Okay, we sorted out the adults. What about uh, for the younger set? Let's talk about teens. What book will keep them happy throughout the school holidays? Okay, well, look, I had to go with a teen romance this time. Um, So Emma Lord uh, has taken the elements of Romeo and Juliet and put it into a modern-day context with a great twist. Her book is called Tweet Cute, um, and the two main characters are Pepper and Jack. So both of them are in their last year of high school. Pepper is the classic overachiever. She's the swim team captain. She's doing well in her studies. She's an all-round perfectionist. And she's moved to New York with her mum after her parents' divorce because her mum's burger restaurant has actually turned into this massive fast food chain kind of overnight. Mm called Big League Burger. And so Pepper, in addition to all her schoolwork, she's still responsible, actually, for the company's Twitter account at the same time. And meanwhile, we've got Jack, who's the class clown. He's on the school dive team, so he's forced to work with Pepper in organising the swim and dive team schedules for using the school's pool. But he's living in the shadow of his overachieving identical twin while also helping out with his family's local deli. And when Big League Burger appeared to have stolen his ground mother's iconic grilled cheese recipe. He'll do whatever it takes to take them down, including taking over the family deli's Twitter account. So before they know it, Pepper and Jack are in the midst of a viral Twitter war. Little do they know while they're publicly duking it out with memes and retweets, they're also, of course, falling for each other in real life. Oh, um, it's like Romeo and Juliet over social like media. Romeo. It's beautiful. So um, (laughs) this book is what good teen romance should be. It's sweet, it's funny, but it is also realistic regarding the pressures on teens these days. They obviously are going through the whole thing of finishing high school, applying for university, thinking about their future. Um, There's a good element in it of, obviously, the reader knows ahead of time that they're actually the two on 
the Twitter war without before they realise they're actually um, going at it in the online world. So um, there's some some good little um, tropes used in the book. So I enjoyed this one. Brilliant. That is Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. And finally, uh, what is a good read for younger readers over the school holidays? Okay, so I picked one that's actually been shortlisted for the Children's Book Council Awards this year. So this would kind of be um, mid to upper primary school students, I would say. So kind of, you know, year three, four, five and six, those kind of grades you'd be looking at. So the book I've chosen is Worst Things by Sally Murphy. And it follows the lives of three children, Blake, who plays ASL for the school, um, who suffers a devastating injury, Jolene, who's a hockey player who hates the game, though, and Ahmed, a soccer-loving, non-English-speaking orphan who feels like an outsider since arriving in Australia after being raised in a refugee camp. So quite unlike a, a lot of other novels that are written for children, this one's actually told in free verse. So it's actually an entire book of poetry, mm. um, but it doesn't rhyme. So it's free verse, but the, it, it does, of course, still carry the story. So it means the story is quite quick to read, um, and it gives such insight into the three characters and what they're experiencing through the short lines and stanzas in the novel. You move through the plot quite quickly. And it's interspersed throughout in the book with dictionary definitions, which sum up what the characters are feeling at that stage in the novel. So, for example, there's the definition of the word broken when Blake breaks his arm on the AFL in an AFL game. Uh, the definition of the word watch when Ahmed is observing what is going on around him but he can't contribute and the word belong is also defined when all three characters struggle to know who they are and how to connect to those around them um, when so much of their identity is caught up in their sport. So it was a really lovely book. I enjoyed this one. Wonderful. That is Worst Things by Sally Murphy for the younger readers amongst us and uh, that's four great suggestions most of which will be available at your local library so go pick them up for the break begins. We've also put this list at our website. You can find it there, hope1032.com.au. Nicole, thank you for that. And you have a fantastic winter break, enjoying time away from school and the library. Thank you. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.